Right, I'm going to share a word with you today. The title is An Extravagant Word. So the question is, what is an extravagant word? For many people have received many words from the Lord, and like you might have had. And I want to tell you today that this is an extravagant word. So many times Pastor John stands here and he said, this is God's word. I believe it, God said it, I believe it, and that settles it. So this is an extravagant word. I've listened to a testimony of a pastor who really walked the walk with the Lord, and at some stage the Lord asked him, what would you ask from me if you could ask anything? And the pastor answered after thinking, he said, you know, just think for yourself if the Lord asked you that, what would you ask? And he said, well, Lord, I would like everything that's in this book. Well, now that's a dangerous thing to say to the Lord. (laughs) And the Lord answered him back and he said, you you may have everything that is in this book as long as you can find it. (laughs) So you see, it's an extravagant word, but I'm not talking today about a quick fix. I'm not talking about the consumer attitude of so many Christians today, the name it, claim it, frame it attitude. No, no, no. I'm talking today and I'm presenting to you people out of the Word of God who truly walked the walk with God, who truly seek after God, who are God chasers. For if you truly seek the Lord, if your heart is after God, then you can know today for sure that this book Every promise in this book is a word for you. And you can live on this. You can build your life on this book. Amen. So the the scripture is Luke 1 verse 37. And this is, by the way, a very good scripture for you to know out of heart. And I want to encourage you to learn scriptures that you, can, can, that you just have it, that you don't always need to read it, that it's in your heart. It says, for with God, nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God shall be without power or impossible our fulfillment. Wow, that's a good word. That's a strong word. If you truly believe that, your life might be changed. Let's pray the Lord's blessing over His Word. Our Father, we thank You for the wonderful privilege of having Your Word. How we love Your Word. How we love Your Word, Lord. How we love Your Word. We thank You for Your Word. Thank You for each word written in this Word. We thank You, Holy Spirit, You who are the author of this Word, that You truly reveal this Word unto us today. Lord, that You open it to us today, that You make it alive in our hearts today. Lord, that this Word will be spoken and carried forth with the power of Your Spirit. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So if you can go to Luke 1. Verse 5, and keep your Bible open there, for we're going to read quite a number of verses, and I will give a running commentary as we go along. Point number one is Elizabeth and Mary, two very, very interesting and marvelous ladies uh, who changed the course of history. 
Elizabeth and Mary. So, in Luke 1 from verse 5, it says, In the day when Herod was king of Judea, there was a certain priest whose name was Zechariah of the daily service of Abia, and his wife was also a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they both were righteous in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and requirements of the law. Please take note of that first verse describing them. They were blamelessly in the sight of God, fulfilling all the requirements. Can you imagine that? That's a whole sermon on its own. For nowadays, so many people preach and they say, oh, you know, you can do whatever you like for God's grace is there. But that's a misunderstanding and a misinterpretation of what grace truly means. We need to walk the way the Lord wants us to walk and live according to His Word. Amen. So these people, I read it to you especially that you will take note that these people were not playing with God. They took it seriously. Now, verse 7, but they had no child, for Elizabeth was barren, and both were far advanced in years. So, um, I have to tell you that for a woman not being able to have children, uh, especially at that time uh, in the Middle Eastern context, mindset, was not only inconvenient, it was a shame. It was a reproach. It, it, it was a terrible thing not to be able to bear children. So this was a huge thing unto her. It was a shameful situation. And the Bible said they were old, they were advanced in years, the seniors of the house. So seniors, I hope that you listen to this message. Philip will have a lot of work to do if the seniors really listen to this. <laughs> but don't worry. Now, Zechariah was performing his priestly duties, and an archangel, Gabriel, visited him, stood next to him. And uh, this archangel was used by God to deliver God's word. Now, let's read in verse 13. Now, the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, because your petition was heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you must call his name John. Now please take note that the Bible says they were well advanced in years. So it doesn't say how old they were, but we could assume that it would most probably something... Uh, higher 60s, 70s, something like that. So, and most probably they would have got married at the age of about 20, maybe even younger, which was common in those days. So imagine that for 50 years, this prayer was prayed. 50 years is a long time to pray and not to have a breakthrough in your prayer. It's a long, long time. And also take note that these people were righteous people. So they took it seriously. It's a long, long time. And now this angel appears and says, uh, Zechariah, your prayer was heard. Your petition was heard. It says here in, in verse 13, your petition was heard even though you kept on praying for so many years. Verse 14 and 15, 
He said, and you shall have joy and exultant delight, and many will rejoice over his birth, for he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord. And he must drink no wine nor strong drink, and he will be filled and controlled with the Holy Spirit, even in his mother's womb. Wow, a very, very special baby indeed. But then, verse 18, Zechariah said to the angel, but what shall I, why, what shall I know and be sure of this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. So all men, please listen carefully, a hot tip out of the word. You don't call your wife an old lady. You call her well advanced in years. <laughs> Unfortunately, we have many well advanced people in this church. She was well advanced. So what actually happens here is that uh, uh, Zechariah said to the angel, listen, dear angel Gabriel, uh, please just take note of a few little things which you might have overlooked. You know, uh, my wife, well advanced in years. I am an old man. Take note of that. Uh, you know, I mean, actually what he said is, wow, how's this going to happen? This is truly impossible. Uh, this is really an extravagant word from God. <laughs> an extravagant word of God. Let me tell you, a word of God determines your future, if you believe it. So stop believing what the popular opinion says. Stop believing even what you might think about it yourselves. And start believing the word of God. Start believing an extravagant word of God that's got no limits. For nothing is ever impossible for the word of God. For God. Amen. So Gabriel said, <laughs> Zechariah. Nothing is ever impossible, and no word from God will ever run out of power and purpose. The Lord even himself promises it in Isaiah 55 verse 11. By the way, this is another very good scripture to know out of heart. It says, so shall my heart be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So shall my word be. If it's a word from God, it shall never return void, never return without doing for that which it was sent for. We can believe it. That is the word of God. So the, this is the same word that the Bible says that upholds the universe, that, that, that keeps everything together. Matthew 4 verse 4, Jesus uh, speaks and he says, You will not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And he quotes Deuteronomy 8 verse 3. You shall not live by bread alone, but from every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. People of God, let me tell you today, today even more than ever I believe, the word of God is your lifeline. <laughs> the word from the mouth of God is your lifeline. Or if you look at the politics and the economy and what's happening around the world, 
It's no wonder the people says that in the last days, the people's hearts would fail from fear. But we have been set free from fear. I'm no longer a slave of fear, for I am a child of God. And I believe the Word of God. Amen. We don't go by fear and we don't live by fear. No, we live by every word coming from the mouth of God. Even if it's an extravagant word. For in today's time, we need an extravagant word. Let's jump to verse 19. Gabriel, uh, uh, the angel said, replied to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. And I've been sent to talk to you and bring you this good news. Wow. You know, Zechariah says, listen, this is a good word, but I really don't believe this. This is impossible to happen. Gabriel immediately sensed that he needs, he needs some validation here. And he says, listen. Zechariah, do you know who I am? I'm Gabriel. I'm not the guy just there polishing your shoes. I'm Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And you know, when I read this, the Lord sort of gave me a glimpse of what happens to our prayers. Many times we don't conclude what we think about our prayers. For you pray... And you believe that, yeah, well, the Lord, you know, yeah, yeah, well, you know, maybe it's ma it is made it to heaven. Maybe the ceiling has stopped it, you know, or maybe, or, I wonder, you know, and, and you never know. Let me encourage you today out of this scripture to know that your faith-filled prayer, your petition lands in the throne room of God. Just imagine that. The almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, the one that speaks a word and galaxies are formed. Your prayer lands in his throne room. Imagine that. So when you pray, be faithful, take faith, take courage, and know that your prayer is there. And your prayer gets discussed. And now Gabriel gets sent back and say, go and tell him, your petition was heard. You will have a, 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 a son born to you. Malachi 3 verse 16 says, Then those who feared the Lord talked often to one another, and the Lord listened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared him. Many times people say things and say, Oh, God doesn't listen to my prayers. He doesn't really care about me. No, no, no. Be careful what you say about God. Because the word says, whatever you say about God gets written down in a book of remembrance. And he, if you go, please go home and read that whole section. What will happen to those people who honors God? He said, you will be treated as his very special treasure. And he will save you. Amen. Let's, let's take this serious. And now... This Elizabeth, she falls pregnant, and the Bible says she secluded herself for five months. And we will read a bit later about that. And now the same angel was sent to Mary. Uh, by the way, Mary's real name in Hebrew was Miriam, just to take note. And uh, if we carry on there to verse 28, it says, The angel came to her and said, Hail, O favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you before 
or woman, but she was also troubled and greatly disturbed and confused at what he said. And just imagine that this young lady, a little virgin, not really married or anything, and this angel brings this wonderful message to her that she would have a son, and this son is going to be called the Son of the Most High. She must call him Jesus. Wow, just imagine what happened to her, what she must have thought. Verse 35, the angel said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. And so the holy thing which shall be born of you will be called the Son of God. Wow. The Son of God. You, you know what? Many times we, we read scriptures like this and we just skip over it uh, as if it's just an, an, an ordinary thing that happened. But this was really ground-shaking. This was something quite out of the ordinary. And this little Mary, her head was spinning. The Bible said she was trying to make sense of this whole thing that happened here. And then we read... That in verse 36, the angel said, Well, Mary, while you are worrying about this message delivered to you, you know your aunt Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is now the sixth month with her who was called barren. Wow. So, you know Mary, Elizabeth, who was called barren. You know, this is a whole study on its own. This woman could not bear a child. She could not produce a child. Therefore, she was called barren. That was her title. It was a reproach. This, this title labeled her as a failure. She was called barren. And the angel reminded Mary and she said, Mary, you know that relative of you, I presume it was her aunt Elizabeth, the one that was called barren. She is six months pregnant already. Wow. Can you imagine that? Changed from barren to fruitful by her extravagant word of God. For she believed the word of God. And her whole title changed. Her whole purpose changed. Her whole life changed because she believed an extravagant word of God. And this angel was talking to Mary. Listen, Mary, I know this is quite a word that I brought to you. But if you don't believe it, Go and visit your Aunt Elizabeth and see what's happening there. For she is not barren anymore. She is now called fruitful. She is now a new woman. And, and, and she, uh, it's just amazing to think what happens. Her whole title was changed. Her life was changed. Mary, you know how troubled she was. You know her whole life. I can just imagine living in a little village like that, being uh, called barren, how it must have been, how it must have been to Zechariah. All of them, it must have been hugely troubling, but all of a sudden, everything changed because a word was delivered to her. And then you read in the Bible there that she immediately left for another town where Elizabeth lived. I, I can just see the picture. Imagine the picture. She heard this message. My aunt is pregnant. That 
a lady well advanced in years. I almost said the old lady. <laughs> Cancel that. That lady well advanced in years. She's pregnant. I have to see this. So she packed her bags and she made haste and she ran off to this little village and she stormed into that house. Elizabeth, Aunt Elizabeth, Aunt Elizabeth, you won't believe what an angel told me. And Aunt Elizabeth came walking up. <laughs> Just imagine the picture. Sometimes you need to use your imagination a bit to see what happened there. You're <laughs> an extravagant word. And, you know, while I was preparing this message, the Lord told me that I need to tell the mothers in this house and every mother-to-be that even if you were called barren, even if you had any title which did not glorify God and dishonored you, if you believe the word, God will change your life today. Amen. Amen. Because you are precious in His sight. A mother is a very special thing. And a mother-to-be is a very special thing in God's sight. And He honors you for what you are. For the prayers that you say for your children. For the care that you give to your children. For the care that you give to that unthankful sometimes husband. He honors you for that. So I want to encourage you today. The Lord believes in you. And He will change your life around. And now Mary was five months away. She hid herself for five months. So why did she, I asked the Lord, why did she hid herself for five months? Do you know what? She needed five months to change her title in her head from barren to fruitful. Amen. Because many times the word comes to you and things start changing in your life, but it's even too good to believe. It's too good to be true. Lord, can this be? Will this truly be? And it happened, but still she was stuck in her own old ways. She was still stuck. I am the barren one. I am the reproach. I am the, the useless one. I am the unfruitful one. And it took her five months to change her head and start believing the truth that was happening inside her body. And it happened, and it happened, and it happened, and a new life was growing into her body. And each and every day she could see the fulfillment of the Word of God. Praise Him! Can you believe that? Can you believe it? What? must have happened in her life. Can you imagine the joy in her heart? And she even writes about it. And when she prophesies later, she sings about it. And she says, Lord, you've changed my life. This is what happens when you believe an extravagant word from God. And then the angel, while he is trying to convince Mary of, his, of her aunt, that, that got pregnant now, then he actually said this verse 37. And he says, Mary, I, he, he, he didn't say that. He only quoted that. But he was Gabriel, the same Gabriel. And he said, 
I am in the presence of God. And Mary, let me tell you one thing. For God, nothing is ever impossible. Mary, there's Aunt Elizabeth. She received a word from God. And Mary, here are you. You received a word from God. Mary, here I stand. I am the archangel who stands in the presence of God. And Mary, let me tell you today, out of the presence of God, I can tell you, for God, nothing is ever impossible. Nothing is ever impossible. And no word from God is impossible of fulfillment. And I encourage you and I challenge you today. And I know that there are a whole bunch of people here with a lot of challenges in your life. You might be sick, you might be out of income, or whatever, you might be despondent. Let me encourage you today. There's an angel that stopped at Mary's house and he comes from the presence of God and he delivers a message which is still true, which still runs true. For God is faithful and true. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 18, for God is faithful and true and he means what he says. Amen. And he will be the same yesterday, today and forever. His word will be the same. We can believe it. Amen. Now, verse 41, it says, uh, And it occurred when Mary heard Elizabeth's, uh, uh, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Just imagine that. Just imagine that, you know. And what happened there? See that little picture of these two women meeting each other. The one six months pregnant, the other one with a word which she doesn't know what to do with. And when she greets her, just the sound of her voice caused this baby and the mother to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Imagine that. Imagine what happened there. You know, James 1 verse 21 talks about the implanted word in your heart. What happens here, there was a word implanted in her. And when the word of God implanted in her heart, heard even the greet of the mother of Jesus, this word responded. And it even brought about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the filling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why we encourage you to fill yourself with the Word of God. For the Holy Spirit works with the Word of God. You need to be filled with the Word of God. Because this Word will react to the Word. And then uh, um, she says, um, verse 45, uh, Elizabeth says, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her from the Lord. So Mary believed. And Elizabeth said, blessed are you because you believe that. And she was prophesying all the time. People of Choose Life, the course of the history was changed by these two ladies. Both of them believing an extravagant word of God. Amen. Mary prophesied. Elizabeth prophesied. All of them were filled with the Spirit. The little baby was filled with the Spirit. All believed because they believed an extravagant word of God. Point number two is Caleb. Now you know all the, the, the story about Caleb and the spies. 
To give you some short background, they went and they spied out the country, 12 of the spies, and 10 of them said, no, 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 this is not a good country, and do you know what? Even the giants are there. But two of them, the Bible says, had a different spirit in them. And they said, you know what? These giants, they will be bread for us. Amen. <laughs> you, know, you know how many people say, this is not a good country. This South Africa is not a good country. Look at all the giants. They're going to devour us. They're going to eat us up. If you've got the Spirit of God in you, then you will stand today and you will say, it's nothing to us. It will be bread unto us. For we are filled with the Spirit of God. We are filled with the Word of God. This is the Spirit that was alive in Caleb and Joshua. And now in, in Joshua 14, we read about 45 years later when they start dividing the land and Caleb was speaking to Joshua. And this is what he said. He said, Joshua 14 from verse 10, he said, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. As he said, these 45 years, since the Lord spoke this word to Moses, while the Israelites wandered in the wilderness, and now behold, I am this day 85 years old, well advanced. Wow. He's not even well advanced. He is old, well advanced. But listen what he says in verse 11. He says, yet I am as strong today as I was the day Moses sent me. As my strength was then, so is my strength now for war and to go out and to come in. So give me now this hill country of which the Lord spoke that day. For you have heard how the giant-like Anakim were there and the cities were great and fortified. But if the Lord will be with me, I shall drive them out just as the Lord said. Amen. So this is a man with a different spirit. This is a man who believed an extravagant word of God. And when he was 85 years old, he was not sitting and waiting to die. He was not preparing his funeral. He said, I am as strong as I was when I was 40 years old. Wow, people of God, if the Lord could do it for Caleb, why can't he do it for you? Why? Because the Bible says He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. What changes? It's only our attitude that changes. Let, let me share something with you, and I don't mean this arrogantly in any way. So don't take it like this. I say this humbly before the Lord. When I turned 60, and that was about 20 years... No, no, sorry. <laughs> My math is not so good, you know. Still battling with that one. No, actually, the math is okay. Anyway, when, when I turned 60, me and my wife, we were praying a lot, and we're still praying a lot. And we were seeking the Lord, and the Lord just put something in our hearts and said that you can now choose whether you go the natural way or whether you go my way. And we said, Lord, we will go your way. And let me tell you, this is an extravagant word. But this is an extravagant word for you as well. For the very fact that you are alive today means that God has a purpose for your life, even if you are 85 years old. But you need to change your mind. 
You need to repent. You need to change your mind and say, Lord, I'm alive. I'm alive and well, and I've got the Spirit of God in me. So, Lord, what would you like me to do? Bring that hill country. Bring the giants, and I will slay them, for they will be bread unto me, for I believe a word of God. Amen. Mm. So what is his word for you and me? Point number three. You are alive. <laughs> what is your expectation? His word will always exceed your place of comfort. And let me tell you, people of God, in this country today, we need people who are strong and courageous. Strong and courageous. This is the people we need today. For God has a plan for this country. God has a plan for your life. God has a plan for this country going out, bringing and sharing the gospel of truth. That's why the enemy tries to block us all the time. No, no, no. You are alive. So change your mind and say, Lord, I want to believe an extravagant word for you, of you today. Even though I haven't had an income for a number of months, I believe that you are going to hear my petition. I know that the breakthrough is here. Lord, even though I'm battling with this cancer or this sickness or whatever kind it is, I believe there's healing for me in your word. Lord, I stand on your word. I believe your word. Lord, I've got a role to play in this country. I've got a role to play in this house. Lord, I've got a role to play in this city. You've placed me here not without purpose. No, we need to be running with the word of God. We can't only walk with the Word of God. David says in Psalm 119, he says, When you fill me with your Spirit, I will be running with your Word, Lord. This is the people that God needs. People will believe an extravagant Word from Him today. Amen. So to the seniors of the house, Pastor Phillips Church, what is your role? Won't you ask the Lord to show you what is His Word for you? Won't you ask the Lord to, to bring something about in your heart and becoming a prayer warrior like never before? You can pray how many hours every day for this house. You can pray for the leadership. You can pray for the government. You can pray for our enemies, against our enemies. You can pray against corruption, etc. You can pray, pray, pray. You can become a prayer warrior. You can become a giant. You can stand like a giant and say, Lord, although I'm 85, year, 85 years today, here I am. I'm strong to go into battle and to go out, to finish the battle successfully, for I believe an extravagant word of God. Amen. Amen. Elizabeth believed. Mary believed. Caleb believed. Luke 1 verse 37, that says, For with God nothing is ever impossible. For with God Nothing is ever impossible. And no word from Him shall be without power or impossible of fulfillment. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Praise. Thank you. Amen. 
Our Father, we thank you for the word that was shared. Lord, and we pray that each and every heart in this house will be encouraged. Lord, that no person will walk out of this house despondent, discouraged, feeling hopeless. But each and every person will walk out here with the knowledge of the truth of the Word of God, that you are with us. Lord, that we may believe you like never before, for you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we believe your Word. How we thank you, Lord, for the power of your Word. How we thank you, Lord, for the power of the Gospel. How we thank you, Lord, that we may call you our own Father. How we thank you, Lord, that your word says you love us to the utmost. How we thank you, Lord, that your word says you will never forsake us. No, never, no, never leave you alone in at any time. We thank you, Lord, that we may find rest and peace in the truth of your word. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face to shine upon you. And may the Lord give you peace. Amen. Amen.